Welcome to the Women of Wild podcast, where we explore what it means to be a woman. We will be discussing real life challenges from being a daughter, a wife, a mother, a single mom, and beyond. We're two friends living very different lives. One is married with all girls. The other is divorced with all boys. We're perfect bookends to speak from opposite perspectives on all the things. Our mission is to search out the heart of a woman and to pour into you wherever you are with real life wisdom, actionable steps, and application of the topics we discuss to continue our self-development into a wild woman. That is a woman of wisdom, impact, love, and dignity. So let's go. Welcome back to Women of Wild. Today, I have a very special guest and friend of mine, Rachel Sosa, and she, I met her almost exactly a year ago at Good News Church. She's a good friend of mine, and I'm really excited because every time she talks, I'm blessed by some of the things she has to say, and she's a deep thinker and a, um, just loves women and serving women, and so I know she has a lot of actually love in store for us today. That's It's February, and we're going to be talking about love for the next couple of weeks, and I'm excited because she has a great um, topic about self, loving herself, and her journey with that, and so that's where we're going to go today, but welcome, Rachel, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey, Sally. Thank you. It's exciting to be here. Um, I've been listening to your podcast for a while. I think I think you told me about it. You were probably around episode three or four or something like that. So I only like you had just recently started it. So I went back and listened and got myself caught up. And so I love listening to you and Debbie and just I love your acronym WILD. Um, The first day I listened to your podcast, there was a little something inside of me that got a little jealous. Like, why did I never think of that? You know, (laughs) but I love it. Um, Wisdom, impact, love and dignity. And I just think those are great topics and great things to talk about. So I'm excited to be here today. I'm excited for this topic. So thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you. And I'd love for you to just share a little bit about your upbringing because it's unique. I know you were born here in the States, but grew up in Brazil and met your husband there. If you want to just share briefly a little bit about that, because I think it's a neat story. (laughs) Yeah. um, Well, I know I'm super biased because it's my story, but I love my story. (laughs) I really do. Um, uh, I was originally born in a little town, a slightly south of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but I really didn't grow up there. And my dad went to seminary when I was about three years old. And then when I was six, we became full-time missionaries and we went to Brazil. We also lived for a season in Chile. And then we went back to Brazil again when I was nine. And then from nine on, I just always lived in Brazil. I love Brazil so much. It's like home for me. We just went to visit my husband's family for Christmas and we came back and um, coming back, you know, leaving Brazil is always hard for me because it there just feels so much like home. Yeah. So I was an MK, right? A missionary kid. My dad was also the leader, founder of um, our church. So I was an MPK. (laughs) And, um, but I loved, 
growing up on the mission field. I love my stories. I love just all the faithfulness of God that I got to see his mercy and grace lives transformed. Um, it really impacted me greatly. And, um, after I got married, I met my husband there, we got married. Then my parents ended up feeling like they had been on the mission field for a little over 20 years and they just felt like God was calling them back to the States. And so my husband and I got to take over the work that they had started in Brazil And we did that for about 10 years. And then we ended up moving to the States as well um, after that. So um, I joke all the time that I love being a pastor's kid so much that I became a pastor's wife. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, so that's just a little bit of my story. I have two older children. Um, Matthew is 21 and Marcus is 17. They were both born in Brazil and they were a little older when we first moved here to the States. And um, then during COVID, um, I unexpectedly <laughs> got pregnant. <laughs> and um, so now we also have an 18-month-old, Lucas. Mm-hmm. So we have a nice big age gap there, but we're having fun learning to be mommy and daddy all over again. We haven't been mommy and daddy for a very long time. So um, it's very interesting. There are days where I feel like a first time mom all over again. (laughs) (laughs) I know that plays into your health journey as well Mm -hmm. that you want to share about. And Ray, her husband is the associate pastor at the church where we met. And uh, my husband and I started going there about a year ago. And that's where we met Rachel and Ray. And I always, that name, Rachel and Ray, it always reminds me of Rachel Ray. I used to love her cookbooks. <laughs> yeah, we tell people that all the time. I think it's an easy way to remember our names. It is. And um, we like to cook, but we're no Rachel Ray. I'll be honest with that. But we do. We like to, and we like to cook healthy food and um, we've learned to take care of ourselves. But um, yeah, I'll get a tiny bit in into that a little later on, but yeah, um, the whole health coaching piece and all that um, just really started playing a bigger role in my life since getting pregnant with Lucas at 44. (laughs) (laughs) Because, um, you know, I really need to take care of myself because I'm starting from zero. And, you know, I joke all the time because I love roller coasters. And, I always say, you know, by the time he's ready to be introduced to roller coasters, I'm going to be in my 50s. You know, I got to take care of my myself, my heart. So, well, let's jump into your topic. And I love, you know, you were just talking, you shared a little bit with me about what you wanted to say about love. And I'm happy to just kind of let you jump in um, to some of your thoughts just on love in general. Yeah. So when you sent me the topic and you were like, it's February, so I think we're going to talk about love. I was like, ooh, I love talking about love. (laughs) Um, I don't know if you ever played these games when you were like in youth group and stuff where they like um, you have to 
put an adjective with your name that starts with the letter of your name um, and you kind of go around and you have to memorize everyone else's. Mine was always romantic Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) So um, yeah, so I just love, love for as long as I can remember. I mean, my earliest childhood memories, I wanted to get married and be a mom and have kids. And that was just something that I love. My my first quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes here, um, boyfriend, I was four years old. <laughs> and um, so anyway, I just, I, I love love. I love talking about love. I love hearing people's love stories. I love sharing my own love story. Um, I love the love stories in the Bible. And I just, I really do. I, it's redundant, but I do. I love love. And um I actually, my husband is my first love. Um, I fell deeply in love with him um, as a young teenager. And um, we were in church together and we had a lot of mentors and loving friends and my own parents that kind of coached us as since we were young and were kind of navigating this young love but I'm so grateful for that and grateful for their impact in our lives and their influence. And um, yeah, so, and I got married young because I was just, I wanted to be married. I was ready and I wanted to be married. And I just figured that anything I wanted to do for myself or any dream that I had, I could do it married too. <laughs> and um, and that's what we did. We We built this fun life together and we love each other and Um, So I was really excited with that. But I know that's not the only kind of love. Right. And I do love all the other types of love. Right. The love of family. I, I think that is such an important piece in society that we need to preserve and we need to care for. That the love of family, um, the love of country, the love of people, right? I, I have this deep love for not only Brazilians, but Latin people in general, um, what we consider also like Christian love, pet love. <laughs> I'm not a cat lover, but <laughs> some people are. Um, I'm more of a dog person. But that love between friends too, right? Like having a BFF, having a close friend. Um, When you love hobbies, um, professional love. I mean, some of us get to really have this love for what we do with our life professionally, day in, day out. So that's really cool. And I really, I do consider myself blessed. I think that I experienced... um, a deep relational love from God at an early age. And I've experienced that love as well. And I think having that love and the love of my family, I feel so blessed and the love of my husband, I I find myself feeling responsible to love others well. And I, in my opinion, I think I do. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) I try to love people well. And I know, you know, we're not perfect. And anytime, you know, I meet someone or they had some other opinion of me that wasn't a very loving opinion or or I did hurt someone along the way. Um, Because we do we, you know, and oftentimes we hurt the worst those we love the most, right? Yeah. And so that I that always makes me really sad to know that I hurt someone. But um, 
truthfully, I think that we all love love. I think that there's something about love that really um, resonates with all of us. And just unfortunately, sometimes we get hurt, we get betrayed, um, we're let down, our hearts get broken. For some of us, that happens in childhood. For some of us, that happens later in life. And and so that can kind of taint our perspective of love a little bit. But um, I honestly do feel that I, I, I was loved well, and I, I really like that, and I enjoy that about my story. However, as much as I love love and all the different facets of love, um, I realized at one point that I didn't love myself, and I didn't care for myself well. Um, now, I know I'm kind of navigating into a very complex <laughs> um, concept right now, the concept of self-love, and I am not a psychiatrist, psychologist, or any of the such, um, so I'm, I, I don't consider myself an expert at all on the topic, but I would love to share my journey and, you know, just how I worked through all this and what I learned, because it is something that I love talking about and I love sharing. Um, so I, again, going back to even my earliest childhood memories, I vividly remember not loving certain things about myself, mm-hmm. um, certain things about my appearance, even certain things about my own personality. I, you know, I, so I don't ever think I really loved myself. And I do believe that's why I just really loved being loved by God. (laughs) Because um, I really felt that that really filled my heart and made me feel loved because I really, I I always feel like I was kind of more on that end of really not loving myself. And a lot of women can relate to that. We tend to put other people first. And sometimes that seems that's what we're taught. Yes. Yes. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. And it seems like, I mean, I remember myself too, when I was growing up, we were taught, you know, to kind of be selfless and sacrificing. And, but I, I know we can take that to an extreme. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that, Sally, is that what ended up happening is my lack of self-love and self-care really was starting to affect my relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, it was an issue in my marriage. It was an issue in my ministry. Um, It started affecting even my relationship with my children. You know, it started, it was this negativity that I brought with me into all my relationships. And um, I didn't realize it. It took someone else pointing it out to me and and talking to me about it for me to realize it. But um, it was, I I was bringing this negative tone about myself into these relationships. And I, because I was not caring and loving myself, um, even my love for others was tainted because mm-hmm. of that um, unlove or lack of love or and care. 
Yeah. So um, this all kind of came to a head on my 10th anniversary. <laughs> and um, Ray and I had always said that on our 10th anniversary, we were going to go on a cruise. And but our 10th anniversary was probably our poorest year <laughs> up to that point. And uh, we had no money. Um, we had um, just recently had another baby and um, my second son. And so we were not going on a cruise. And so we sent the kids off to grandma's house. And just decided we'd do the best we could to make our our apartment like this romantic place. And um, we cooked our own meal and just kind of and we got all dressed up and everything and uh-huh. um, as if we were, you know, going somewhere and doing something. But uh, we did it all right at home. And, and then we did some things about like, you know, just dreaming about the next 10 years and what we wanted to do. And we started talking and got some paper out and started writing things to each other about the, our future. And somewhere in that conversation, you know, we started talking about we wanted to do a better job at taking care of ourselves and our health. And um, so we were kind of talking about that. And then all of a sudden, I just started blurting out all this stuff that um, I had really, I don't think I had ever even said to him about how I felt about myself, how I felt about my body. And I just, I don't know why I was, why I even went necessarily in that direction. And um, I think I kind of surprised him a little bit too, because I don't think he even knew that I really had all those negative thoughts Mm -hmm. about myself. And um, so as I was talking and as I was saying all these things, in the most just loving, caring, tender tone, um, he looks at me and he says, Keo, which is my Portuguese nickname that he uses for me. <laughs> um, so he goes, Keo, you are a beautiful woman and you have a beautiful body. You just need to take care of yourself. And... Um, you know, I'll be honest, my first thought was like, he thinks I have a beautiful body, (laughs) you know, because I just assumed he had always married me because I of my strong Christian faith and my walk with the Lord. And because I was a kind, caring, loving person. And he just loved my personality so much that he was just okay with me physically, you know, which in reality was just what I thought of myself, right? Okay with my, I didn't necessarily hate myself, but I just, I was okay with myself. I was like, oh, well, this is me, you know? And um, so I think I had like projected that on him. So I was really kind of like, at first, like, like, really? Like, (laughs) you do (laughs) kind of thing. But then, um, those words. And even though in that moment, we really didn't carry on the conversation much more. It was just more kind of like, yeah, yeah, let's take care of ourselves for the next 10 years kind of thing, you know? Um, But it really gave me a lot to think about and ponder. And it sent me on a very interesting journey. (laughs) Nice. And then 
makes me think, even if we're married for a long time, we still need to hear those things like that our husbands find us attractive or, you know, not in a, just a, not that that's the only thing, but if, you know, we've been married 20, 25, 26 years, it's nice to know that there's still something there. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yes. You know, and it's, it's sweet that he shared that with you in such a genuine way mm-hmm. and that it had such an impact. Yeah. And I remember, I remember thinking to myself, like, he's right. I, I don't take care of myself because I don't love myself. Mm-hmm. And so we started, you know, we started doing things that we needed to do and, we at the time we joined Weight Watchers together and we got gym memberships and that was about the time when I started walking outside and I just I love being outdoors I love nature I love talking to God while I'm out there and listening and praying and um, but so I really began praying to God about this and then him and I had a couple other conversations where. Um, again, he's, the more we talked about it, the more I did realize how this was hurting my relationships. This view that I had of myself, um, was hurting me in my relationships with him, with other people, with women that I ministered to and with our kids. And, um, so I was like, no, you know, God, I show me, teach me how, how do I love myself? And um, I really think it was something that God had for me because I didn't go to Google and be like, okay, let me find books about this. Let me, you know, I, I didn't go hunting, so to speak, for answers right away. Right. Um, literally, these things just kept showing up and it wasn't in one week. It wasn't in one month. It wasn't even in one year. I mean, this was a long journey and I'm going to be honest, it's still ongoing. There are still things about myself that I need to learn to love, that I need to learn to see myself through God's eyes. And so it's an ongoing journey. So I don't want anyone to think that I'm sharing from a place of like, I've arrived and now I just have this love for myself. You know, it is definitely ongoing, but I just, God kept putting these, whether it was a seminar or a conference or a speaker or a podcast, well, podcasts weren't that big, but at that time, (laughs) this was a few years ago, (laughs) but, um, just constantly putting these things in my place in 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 my journey and my path that um led me on for a lack of a better term self discovery and it all started with a seminar where i was actually interpreting and um this um amazing woman of god had come to our city to our church And she was doing this amazing seminar and it was for parents and teachers and church leaders and church ministry leaders for children's ministry and stuff like that. 
And um, it was really about pouring into and investing in the next generation. And she was just really unpacking Ephesians 2.10, which says that we are a masterpiece made by God, created by God for good works that he planned for us long ago, like from the beginning, even before we were born. And she also, so, I mean, she went into deep stuff just with that verse. And then Psalm 139 about us being formed in our mother's womb and uh, that he's written our days in a book and that his thoughts towards us are more than the grains of sand on the, uh, in the ocean. And, you know, just as she unpacked all this and she was sharing all this, and I had heard all this stuff my whole life. Remember, I'm a missionary kid. I'm a preacher's kid. Now I'm a preacher's wife. You know, um, I didn't finish seminary, but I took seminary classes <laughs> at different seasons in, in life. So this wasn't the first time I was hearing this stuff, but it was the first time I felt God speaking to me and telling me that. I was created by him, that I had a unique design, that he had prepared special work, special things for me to do. And um, it broke me. I was interpreting and I broke into tears and I had to ask her for a minute. I was like, I just need to recompose myself here, you know, Um, but it was just just, I mean, the presence of God just that day alone was just so amazing, but just God was speaking to me. And all of a sudden I was like, if God thinks all this stuff about me, I want to know, I I, I want to see myself through those eyes. And so I started a journey of God, who, who's this person you created? And so the, I did stuff, you know, like personality tests and assessments and temperament assessments and then discovering your gifts and you know and again this wasn't stuff I I went seeking like literally this stuff just kept showing up in my life and leading me to this d- a deeper level of of discovering who I was and I just the the deeper I went the more I started falling in love with my creator first of all and just his beautiful design and realizing how unique I was, but that each person is that unique. It's not just me and just, just falling in love with him and then seeing myself through his eyes and and beginning to fall in love with this creation that he created, which was me. I love that. And I love, as you were speaking, I thought, isn't it kind of fun how God you ha- maybe you had to hear it in two languages in that <laughs> moment because you have to be really paying attention to what's being said. Mm-hmm. But I bet that just made it even bigger hearing it that way and then speaking it. You're listening and speaking these words. Yeah. I had and there's something powerful that. about that, I think. Yeah. God had to speak to me in two languages for me to get it. <laughs> but I kind of think that's neat. Um, yeah. Yeah. I never thought of that. <laughs> that is really cool. And I love the person I mean, you bring that in, but, um, just how unique you are and how unique everybody else is and how different we are. I love jump. I love personality tests and temperaments and all that, you know, we've talked about the Enneagram and mm-hmm. now I'm doing these colored temperaments that mm-hmm. we're teaching in these parent classes and it's, 
it's so interesting and it it's helped Sean and I a lot just to understand each other better. Yeah. And because without knowing that stuff, we tend to just approach everything from our own perspective mm -hmm. and think that we're right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in how we do that. And to realize that we are very different and we have different motivations for the things we do and different passions and different, I don't know, ways that we even speak and communicate. It's really helpful. And I, I think that's an, a neat part of your journey. And um, I'd love for you to go into um, just the last few years, because mm -hmm. um, I know that's a big part of your story when you got pregnant at <laughs> you know, a little bit of an older age. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. We got a COVID dog, and I was like, that was, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm more thankful for that. I'm not sure about a baby at this stage, but. I'm, you know, if it happened, it happened, but yeah. now I'm 48, almost 49. So no, thing. <laughs> grandchildren no. is what we're looking forward to. Yes. Yes. And me too. Like I, yeah. I wasn't planning this at all. I was ready to move into the next stage, you know, I have a young, fun uncle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. But, um, yeah, so just to back up just a teeny bit, um, after all this self-discovery, which, again, is still happening, it, it's ongoing, it does not end, um, and which I think is so cool, right? Because mm -hmm. if, if you think of how the thoughts that God has for us are greater than the sand, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, we can never exhaust what God thinks about us and learning about this creation that he created. And then, like you said, when you allow yourself to um, discover also how he created your husband, how he created your children, and keep in mind that all of this is for us to live out this beautiful, and this is the part that always just captivates me, this, this beautiful plan and purpose and design that he has, you know, and um, I mean, just to even, because I think of that, you know, we have our little kids and, and we imagine like, you know, what are they going to be when they grow up? And, mm -hmm. and then you start seeing these little things like, for, for example, Lucas right now, he's just fascinated with, with anything animal, you know, mm -hmm. like all animals. And again, my other boys, they were fascinated with other things. And so I, I joke around sometimes, I think he's going to be a biologist, you know, <laughs> and it's just, so we have these little, you on a, on a human level, right? These dreams and, and ideas of our kids. And to think that God, God thinks about us tenderly like that as well. And so, you know, I realized as, as I went through this process, the whole piece about living out the plan and purposes that he has for my life include my body. And I only have one body. I'm only yeah. ever going to get one body. And I'm only ever going to get one chance to live out these plans and purposes. And I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to be found dead on the side of the road before the race is over right? I don't want to be disqualified before I can finish my race. Mm -hmm. 
you know, the apostle Paul says, I, I, I ran my race, you know, I want to run my, my race. Um, and so I began to realize that I needed to take care of my body and that taking care of my body was part of being a living sacrifice to God. Yeah. So it's being healthy and staying healthy. So I've always kind of been, you know, ever since this, this 10 year anniversary moment and this journey that God took me on. Now, anyone that knows me physically, you know, I'm, you know, not any supermodel or anything like that, because that's not what this is about. Quite honestly, some of those things are actually more detrimental to our wellness and our self-love, to be honest. But um, just wanting to be healthy, take care of my family, take care of my body, my husband's body, my children's body, you know, became a priority for me. And so, you know, cooking at home and just different things like that became important. And I changed priorities in my life so that we could take care of our health. And so when COVID came, I went into high gear on that. I was like, you know, you're hearing so many messages, so many different things, you know, just, and you're like, ah, you know, (laughs) and I was like, okay, guys, we got to be as healthy as we can, because whether we get it or we don't or whatever, our best chance is to be healthy and to get you know, just as healthy as we can be. So I, you know, was making all the healthy stuff I knew and doing the best I could. We were going for walks every day. And um, my joke is I got us so healthy. (laughs) (laughs) I got us pregnant. (laughs) um, You know, my husband's slightly older than me. And um, so he turned 54 days before Lucas was born, right? <laughs> so yeah, so that's my joke. Um, I got us so healthy that I got us pregnant. <laughs> and, um, but again, I want to extend this, this life, right? This, this temporal life that I have, I, I acknowledge, I know it's temporal, but I do know that God has a plan and a purpose for this body. And this body is the vehicle for me to live out his plans and purposes. And so um, we got invited to a health and wellness workshop through actually through the church. And I went, I loved it. I loved everything I was hearing. And um, it just aligned with everything that God had already been doing in my life all these years. Just, it's not just about my body. It's about my whole health. It's about me as a whole person, but sometimes taking care of my body affects all those other areas or not taking care of my body affects all those other areas. So, um, the, the speaker was Stephanie Wolf. She is the founder and owner of Whole Food Health Coach. Um, and so after I had Lucas, I started doing some coaching with her. Um, just, you know, stay healthy, keep healthy. There was stuff that I thought I knew and I realized I didn't know what I really needed to know and I, that there was still more to learn. But I just loved it so much that I literally looked at her and said, what do I need to do to be able to do this? You know, I want to do this. How can I help 
people um, get healthy, stay healthy, learn these things. Like, what do I need to do? You know, like what college courses do I need to do? You know, what do I need right. to do? And so she just kind of steered me in the right direction and I got my certification and now I am a certified health coach and um, I have the amazing privilege of being on Stephanie's team. So I am also a whole food health coach <laughs> um, or an assistant coach. We, we use that term sometimes as well. And I'm still learning so much growing in the profession. So excited about um, just everything God can use me for now in this phase and with this platform. And I'm just loving it. it I'm loving everything about it. It's really exciting. One of the things you've told me a little bit about is that you're, you have a program to help families. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about that because that's, you know, it's one thing for one person. I know a lot of moms sometimes or wives are trying to take care of themselves, but the rest of the family may not be on board or (laughs) sometimes it's harder to get everybody on board, but I'd love to hear a little bit about that program that you have. Yeah. So actually more than a program, it's a passion of mine. (laughs) Um, I've always been passionate about what we might label the next generation. And I think it's because God put people in my life that were passionate about me when I was the next generation. And um, so I've always been um, just an advocate for kids and teaching kids and, you know, Kid, helping kids grow up in a healthy way, spiritually, emotionally, um, with education, you know, just all that kind of stuff. And now with the health coaching, I'm really passionate about that. And um, the the statistics to go, let's say to the negative side here for a second, the statistics of the health of the next generation in our country are just dismal. Yeah. It is a heartbreaking, you read the statistics, you you just see all this stuff and it's it's heartbreaking. And then the way the unhealthy body affects their young developing brains and their hormones and their emotions. And it's just, it's like this really horrible domino effect. Mm -hmm. So if we can start at a young age, helping them take care of their health, you know, I'm not talking about vanity. I'm not talking about having a skinny body. That's not at all what I'm talking about. I'm really talking about health. So if we can start them at a young age of eating healthy having a healthy lifestyle from the beginning and putting healthy ingredients into their bodies will see a positive domino effect, so to speak, in their ability to learn, to sleep well, to grow, to develop, to have stable hormones, to have, um, you know, just all that, the emotional health piece as well. So that's what I'm really passionate about. So I do individual coaching and I love it. And I especially love coaching moms and, and wives and stuff like that, because um, I don't know if there's men listening, but I think we really run the home. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. My favorite line is in the big fat Greek wedding where she says the man is the head, but the woman is the neck and she gets the head, right? (laughs) 
But anyway, I think we have a very, very, very unique role in our homes. And so I do love coaching women and coaching moms. And, um, but of course I, I coach some men as well. You know, I'm not, I, I do the individual coaching, but my passion really is family health. And my motto right now is healthy me because it does have to start with me. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't create a healthy we because each of us are individuals and we have to make those decisions. Now, granted, if I have younger kids and little kids, like right now, Lucas doesn't get to decide. I decide everything for him. Right. But it's healthy me, healthy family, healthy world. And I really believe that I can get healthy, my my friends can get healthy, my sisters can get healthy, and then our families can be healthy. And then the more healthy families we have, we can start, we can change the direction that our, our communities are going in. We can have healthy communities and, and healthy schools, healthy churches, you know. And again, I just, I really want to clarify, I'm not talking about being skinny. I'm not talking about having a perfect body. That That's really not what I mean when I say healthy. Really mm-hmm. a body that works to the optimal potential that it has. A brain that's working, kidneys, heart, bladder, you know, lungs, all those things yeah. working the way our Heavenly Father designed them to work. And they're, it's amazing what our bodies can do and how they can heal and how much they put up with. Yes. Yes. You know, I've been going through just trying to get my immune system healthy and my just joints, aches, and, you know, I've got just different little issues. And, and I want the same thing, like to be healthy as I age so that I can do fun things with mm-hmm. my grandchildren and yeah. <laughs> um, travel and just, be able to actually do stuff as we get older. And, uh, you know, yeah, I, so I do, sorry to interrupt. I do no. have a, a podcast, uh, workshop. I have a workshop called raising healthy fam- healthy kids and also a six week program, um, called lean start for families and lean is an acronym L E A N. And, um, so I, you know, those are some tools that I have to help families. And I have a dream. I have a dream of, um, being able to impact principals and schools and church leaders and church communities, because I truly believe that, um, taking care of our body and having a healthy body is just as spiritual as the other pieces as well. I love that. And I, I'll, put links to these things in the notes of the podcast, her website and um, your upcoming events. Are, are they found on the website? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, so just, but we'll make sure we have yeah, links we'll to make those sure things. We put that, but it's um, wholefoodhealthcoach.com. You can find everything there. I love your bigger vision though, to like change the community, change the world. I think there is, I think a bit of a health movement going on, but like you said, it's, we're starting from a rough place because the kids are struggling yeah. with COVID and all that's happened. The mental health too piece has mm-hmm. been tough, but yeah. um, we got a lot of work to do, but you're, <laughs> and I tell the same thing to the parents I wear, it starts with me and it starts with you. Like we, we have to do the work first mm-hmm. and then, which Again, that self-love comes from the fact that that's not a waste of time. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, you know, exactly. If I, if I matter enough to do it for me, then my kids will grow up to learn it matters enough to do it for them. But exactly. if I don't think I matter enough, that's what they're learning because we're the models. Yep. And um, you shared in your notes um, that you sent me an ac- acronym for this podcast. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about that because I think it's a great um, reminder. So um, prior to being a health coach, I've also been an educator. So I'm all about acronyms and small manageable pieces that people can take home and, you know, to help you remember things. So I thought it would be fun to come up with a little takeaway for all the listeners on the podcast because it's great to listen to something that's inspirational, but then it's like, okay, now what do I do, right? So as a health coach, here's just a little acronym to give you some first steps for things that you can actually do to start working towards showing your body some love, loving yourself, loving your body. So I thought it would be fun to use the word love. (laughs) So the acronym L-O-V-E. So the first L L is listen to your body. And we don't do this well enough. If you're fatigued, exhausted, aches and pains, headaches, um, um, heartburn, migraines, you know, a lot of these things are your body screaming, please stop. (laughs) You know, it's like your body is saying, help, stop doing this. The toxic overload is too much. And so what happens is when we're eating unhealthy things, it, we really get this toxic overload in our body. And then our body is working too hard to get rid of that Uh, the toxic things and ingredients that we're putting in our bodies that it gets weakened to fight other things that we get like viruses and infections and other things like that. So listen to your body, pause and listen. If you're having aches and pains, if you waking up in the morning with brain fog, fatigue, migraines, you know, constantly getting colds and your body's trying to tell you something. So pause and listen and say, okay, body, what are you trying to tell me? Your body will tell you this is not working. We need to change. (laughs) So listen to your body. After you've listened to your body, offer your body the O, right? Offer your body whole healthy foods as much as possible, as often as possible throughout the day. The foods that back to our creator, our creator creatively designed your body and designed you, but he also designed all these beautiful fruits and vegetables that he created, that he designed for your body. One of the lessons that we teach is one of my favorite ones because we actually take different fruits and vegetables and we talk about how they're actually shaped like that a certain organ in our body and that Mm. science has proven that that fruit or that vegetable is in fact good for that part of our body. Oh, that's interesting. Um, One of my favorite ones, I'm sorry, I'm not too much, but it's the avocado. Because avocado is actually good for us women and particularly for our wombs. And Mm. avocado is shaped like our womb, right? When you cut the avocado and you 
you know, you separate the half and you get that bump. (laughs) That's right. Right. And the cool thing is, is that from bud to ripened fruit, the, uh, it's nine months. Oh, wow. So anyway, I, we, we have a whole lesson that goes into all these different fruits and vegetables and just, and this is all stuff that science has now proven, you know, that this is good for your heart and this is good for your liver. And, but when you look at it, God created it that way. And God did that because it's good for our body. So offer yourself, listen, we need to be eating seven to 13 portions of fruits and vegetables per day, preferably a three to one ratio of vegetables over fruit. So for every one fruit, three vegetables. Um, but seven to 13 portions per day, none of us eat that. And um, But just whole healthy foods, the way God created them, the way God intended them to be consumed is the best for our body. V is a big one for me. It's verify labels. We need, when we're buying especially packaged foods, we need to pick up those boxes. We need to flip them around. We need to look at the nutrition facts. We need to look at the ingredients. That is so important. We need to know if there's ingredients written there and you don't know what they are, you've never heard of them, look them up. And then look up what they do to our bodies, what they do to our organs, what they do to our arteries. It's so important. We don't know what we're putting in our bodies. So verify labels. Make sure that we recommend our clients. The ingredient list shouldn't be longer than 10 ingredients. If it's got more than 10 ingredients in it, it's like, what is all this stuff, right? right? <laughs> so, um, and I have a lot more I could say on that topic, but check the labels. Don't just look at the flashy front of the boxes. That's marketing. That is all marketing. Go to the nutrition facts, go to the ingredients and make sure you know what you're putting in your body. So that's L-O-V. And the last one, E, exercise. (laughs) So I know that can be a hard word to hear sometimes. It's not, um, when we do um, the sessions for parents, we don't use the word exercise. We actually say, call it play. But I mean, what kid doesn't love to play? So um, we talk about play. We, We talk about functional fitness, right? F-U-N. So making it fun, doing the things that you love to do. It's really about movement. And again, back to our creator, he designed our bodies for movement, did not design us to sit all day long. Our bodies can't handle that. That's That's detrimental to our bodies. So if you look, just stand in front of a mirror and look at your body and look at how, I mean, you can move your, your wrists, your fingers, every joint, you have all this movement, all this wiggle capacity everywhere. God designed our bodies for movement. We need to move more than we sit. And so that's a a huge one as well. That's a great way to love your body. So there you go. Love your body, listen to your body, offer yourself whole healthy foods, verify labels and exercise or movement. Then the more I was thinking about this, <laughs> I thought, what if we took the acronym love and made it lover, right? <laughs> lover of ourselves. Um, I love the verse in the Bible that says that Jesus is the lover of our souls. But anyway, 
um, lover. And so we could tack on the R there for Rachel. (laughs) Romantic Rachel. (laughs) Romantic Rachel, yes. (laughs) Um, I'm not very romantic in my sessions, though. Um, (laughs) We're very professional. Um, But yes, I am a health coach. At the Whole Food Health Coach, we call ourselves the coach in your corner. And I love, I really do. I love being in people's corners. I love encouraging people, inspiring people. We we do a little bit of three things, inspiration, education, and collaboration. So the inspiration piece, I love. I think it's important um, to inspire people, to share the passion that I have. Um, the education piece is very important, knowing the why. Why is this good for me? Why is this not good for me? Like there's a why behind everything. And so that education piece, I think, is important as well. And then the collaboration. I'm I'm not going to come to your house and cook for you. There are certain things that are your role. You need to do them. It's your piece. It's your part in this. But I am definitely here to collaborate with you and help you in any way that, that you would like. So if we add the little R there, (laughs) Rachel, the health coach. (laughs) I love that. Thank you, Rachel. This was very insightful. And I love just listening to what you have to say, because I know it comes from a heart of love for other people and for the passion that you have. And um, thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you so much. I I loved it. And until next time, stay wild. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review. Let us know what you liked and what your main takeaways were. We'd also love to know what topics you'd want to hear about on future episodes. To connect with us further on social media or to learn more about our services, click on the links in the show notes or email us at womenofwildpodcast at gmail.com. And if you know anyone that would benefit from hearing this episode, please share it. To continue the discussion about this episode, join us in our private Facebook group. The link will be in the show notes. Until next week, stay wild. Stay wild.